Amy at 50 KFUO Worldwide at KFUO.org. I'm Gary Duncan. You're listening to the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment in Scripture. And today, as always, for this segment, Pastor Matt Clark of Ascension Lutheran Church in South St. Louis. And hey, Matt, yesterday was Ascension Day, so that's what your church is named after, right? (laughs) Thanks for noticing, Gary. Um, You know, sadly, that is oftentimes an overlooked church holiday. We know know Christmas, we know Easter, uh, Ascension Day, maybe not quite as much. Well, Doug and I talked about it yesterday, so we we didn't overlook it, so I just wanted to... Uh, we touched base and we celebrated, and you should have been here with us because, you know, your church is Ascension. So. Yeah, well, you made my day, Gary. Yeah, we had a, a special worship service here at Ascension, and we invited area congregations in our circuit to participate. So we had five pastors here, so that was pretty fun. Uh, we just want to show that, yeah, this is this is something special. Right. Jesus' Ascension into Heaven, it's important for us today, too. Right. So... Our reading for the week on this program was Luke 17 through John 5. And as we uh, started our reading this week, we read about Jesus uh, healing, uh, uh, I think it was 10 men with leprosy. Yes. And right. then uh, we continue with the coming of the kingdom of God, some some information about that. The parable of the persistent widow and also a parable of the Pharisees and the tax collector. And then at Luke 20, we read the authority of Jesus is being questioned by the chief priest and the teachers of the law. And then, of course, we read Luke's account of the Last Supper and Judas' betrayal of Jesus, the crucifixion and resurrection, also uh, several appearances of Jesus. And then we go into John, and it seems like in John, at the very beginning, he does kind of a quick synopsis with the whole Bible from the beginning. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you're right. It also sounds like at that point, his main point is to connect us to Jesus being there with God at the beginning as part of that triune God. Yeah, let's pick up there, Gary. So John chapter 1, simple language, but yet a really deep meaning. So, you know, the, the... New Testament was originally written in Greek, and so when you're at the seminary, um, you're studying Greek and Hebrew, those uh, original languages of the Bible, and when you want to translate something that's easy, you want to translate John. <laughs> it's a piece of cake, <laughs> um, you know, because think about that. We, the opening verses, it says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, the Word was God. You know, that's pretty simple language. Right. But yet, when you think about it, the meaning behind that language is super deep. Whoa. And like you pointed out, Gary, it, it really emphasizes that Jesus, of course, is the word. Okay, mm-hmm. that's the name for Jesus being used here. And it's talking about him being there in the beginning with God. The word Jesus was God. And he was there in the beginning. All things were made through him. Without him was not anything made that was made. So, I mean, just just incredible that Jesus is eternal. God is eternal. And I mean, that that blows our mind. We cannot comprehend that with our human minds that he's eternal. But I think that's so important. And John is emphasizing that Jesus is not just some guy. (laughs) He's he's a teacher. He's he's a, uh, a prophet, to be sure. But he's more than that. He's also the son of God. Right, and, and John and, is really emphasizing that, and he didn't just pop up here in the New Testament. We've we've been reading about him since the very beginning, uh, all through the Old Testament as well. Oh yeah, yeah, great point, Gary. You know, this is the same Jesus who was there at creation, Genesis one, and even before creation. Uh, so, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, this triune God 
eternal, eternal, three in one. Um, again, which is incredible. And, and I think that's so important because if, if Jesus was just a man, well, then, you know, the, the death and resurrection really don't give us that much hope. You know, it's just some guy who died on a cross. Mm-hmm. But if, if this person was, is the son of God, eternal, well, boy, then his death, his death means everything. Right. His death is what gives us life. Exactly. And I think that, you know, as we read on then in John, you have this testimony of John the Baptist, and he says, uh, chapter 1, verse uh, 29, the next day he sees Jesus coming toward him, and John says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. So here, looking ahead already to Jesus' sacrificial death on the cross, the shedding of his blood, just like all those sacrifices in the Old Testament were pointing ahead to their blood being shed, here's Jesus, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the whole world. And that's because he truly is the Lamb of God. He is God himself. And so John emphasizes that from the first chapter. Uh, so again, simple language, but boy, deep meaning for us. No doubt about it. Mm-hmm. And then I was going to point out something too, Jerry, in John chapter 3. Um, John chapter 3 may be one of the most famous chapters in the whole Bible, right? We, we know John 3.16. If someone has a Bible verse memorized, it's going to be John 3.16. Right. Uh, the context that happens in, though, I think is kind of interesting. We we touched on this on Wrestling with the Basics on Saturday morning recently uh, with uh, me and John Lukomsky. And the setting of this account is kind of important. So when you read in John chapter 3, I think sometimes we don't realize the setting in which these famous words of John 3.16 are spoken. The so do Pharisees- you mean it's, it's not a football game? <laughs> it's not at a... Because <laughs> that's where you see the yeah. signs all the time. <laughs> exactly. I know. I know the big posters with John 3.16 written on them. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Football, basketball, yeah. no. <laughs> Sorry. What's the setting? Didn't mean to interrupt. No, that, no, it's good, Gary. I appreciate that. <laughs> so the setting here is much different. So Nicodemus, he's one of the Pharisees, uh, and he comes to Jesus at night. So this is Nick at night. Nicodemus at night comes to Jesus and questions him, Rabbi, we know your teacher come from God, and so on and so forth. And he's really calling into question who Jesus is. He has doubts about who Jesus is. He's investigating who Jesus is, and he's doing it under the cover of darkness. I think that's interesting. You know, maybe he doesn't want his fellow Pharisees to know that he's checking Jesus out. Uh, maybe he's, we get the impression he's kind of sneaking around, right? And it's within this context that Jesus says those famous words, right? Uh, verse 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Oh, beautiful words, beautiful words. But then he goes on too in verse 19, he says, and this is the judgment, the light that has come to the world. And people love the darkness rather than light because their works were evil. For everyone who does wicked things hates the light and does not come into the light, lest his works be exposed. But whoever does what is true comes to the light so that it may be clearly seen that his works have been carried out in God. So I think that's interesting. This this talk about light is happening under the cover of darkness. (laughs) So this is nighttime. uh, It's dark. And Jesus begins to talk about light and coming into the light. And I think in a way, really, it's an invitation for Nicodemus to come into the light to see that Jesus himself is the one who is the light of the world, the one who's come that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So I think that's it's interesting, too, as you read through John, as you read through all the Gospels, you know, just to be conscious of where things are taking place, perhaps especially in John's Gospel. And this is one place where I think it's pretty significant. That he's coming under the cover of darkness, and yet Jesus invites him into the light. Okay. Would you like to lead us in a prayer? Sure, I'd be happy to, Gary. 
Uh, Lord God, we thank you for, uh, again, the gift of your word. We thank you for the simple words of John, yet words that are profound. We thank you that Jesus truly is more than just a man, but he is also true God and true man, the one who came into this world to give us life everlasting. Lord, we ask that you would help us to share that good news with others so that they too may come into the light of Christ. We pray this in his name. Amen. Amen. What's our reading for next week? Yeah, next week, invite our listeners to follow along. Uh, John chapter 4 through John chapter 14. John 4 through 14. Okay, sounds good. Thanks, Matt. All right. Thank you, Gary. We're the messenger of good news. We're worldwide at KFUO.org.